Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Nobody Panic live episode, an attempt to do it via YouTube. I've got a brandy and orange. I've got a uh, gin and tonic with cucumber. Hello. We've got dressed up. I've painted my nails. Um, I can't stand up because I'm doing the classic thing of I'm not wearing any trousers. I'm uh, wearing this dress like a robe because it doesn't do up anymore. Look, we're all all doing our best. And there's the police um, on their way to arrest The the fashion police are coming for us. We've both got fancy earrings on and then we discovered that you couldn't see them in our microphones. So I'm just wearing one out like a DJ. And And I'm going to put mine next to my toucan over here. Um, so, uh, this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to take, take questions from the floor. Wildly arrogant to think that anyone would want to ask us any questions that would sustain an entire hour of the podcast, but that's what we're going to do. Um, and any question you like, I guess, um, Tess is more up for like what you're watching in quarantine. I was thinking for people at home who aren't watching the live episode and just want to listen to an episode of the podcast, maybe we could try and help you with life things, but Hey, like, Maybe not. Who gives a shit? Um, I've sworn already, so that's the end of that. But yeah, first up, we're going to do our adult thing. And if you have any adult things that you've done this week, please type them in and uh, we'll read them out. That's how it works. Yeah, we, we're, yeah, we'd love to hear your adult things, please. Anyway, we're so thrilled that people are joining in. Thank you so much. Before we start as well, shout out to Roy and Margie, my parents who are watching. Woo, woo, woo. They couldn't get into the Zoom quizzes, so this is, but this was a lot easier, and they're here. And um, what adult thing have you done th- this week, Tessa? I'm in a, a house that, and I'm sure everybody living in London in a house that was not was built more than ten years ago, is surrounded by somebody who built something and just thought that's that's fine, that'll do. <laughs> somebody did like the most bare minimum job they possibly could have done, and then was like, ah, done that's done mm. um anyway so there's this bit in the kitchen this horrible bit of like mdf that just that takes up half the space and it turns out to be hiding this like the boiler and all these pipes and i was like well this is shit so i got rid of it the and boiler. i got to forget it i don't need it <laughs> we don't need it no um i got rid of the bit of wood and i was like look how much space is freed up but now all these pipes are exposed and then as we all know somebody's <laughs> developed a copper obsession no! <laughs> okay oh look here's here is the bit of the wires for the television look i'm obsessed with copper um and anyway they're copper pipes and i have you been watching the tv show the repair shop stevie no it's on bbc one i cannot recommend it enough it's the it's like a lovely big barn and several professionals who repair things just sit there very quietly and they've got lots of paintbrushes and jars and people bring in treasured things that are broken or like teddy bears that have, you know, been loved for 80 years and like grandmother's china and it's shattered or whatever. And then these lovely, earnest people just very slowly repair them. And that is my dream job. Anyway, so I did, the, I shined up these copper pipes and took all that someone had painted them white. I, I know it sounds shit, but it looks really cool. It does not sound shit at all. It's it does. Just, I can see your face. No, no, it's not that. My face is my my face. My face is doing that because I just can't believe the amount of anecdotes you have that involve piping now. Like there's so many. <laughs> there is there is a bit of cop exposed copper pipe in every, in every 
everything. Every I've got, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. I've got. To I'm stop. looking. I'm looking at three in front of me now. I've got to stop. But look, I, I, the point was that I think I was having such a low day, and then I very slowly scrubbed it all off with this like wire brush and like shined it up and like painted over it with a bit of copper paint and pretended I was in the repair shop. And that's what the copper paint's for, not for walls. It's to make pipes look like copper. <laughs> Yeah. There we go. Um, so I'm not going to give you my adult thing. What I'm oh. going to do is I'm going to read through some of the adult things that people have sent us. Um, so Rachel has remembered to put the bins out and changed her bedding. Very oh, crucial. Hope that they were separate, two separate things. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. She's got a bin in her bed. Um, Julie, sorry, I've not got, got my glasses on. That was a real, because I wanted to look fit. Um, okay, Julie says, my adult thing is that I got into Goldsmiths Uni and in Tessa's voice, Say I am thrilled and you're I'm thrilled. Is it that? Yes, of course it I, is. Or maybe it's this. I am thrilled. <laughs> I mean, both either things. way, we're thrilled for you. Congratulations, Julia. That's incredible. Well and done. I, and I'm also thrilled. That's the way I say it. We're all thrilled. Uh, amazing. Frida hoovered the flat. Can't remember the last time I did yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Living in dust. Um, okay. Can I do one? Oh, yeah, please. My adult thing. I made a flower garden. This is from Glad COVID-19 he- <laughs> home tutoring. <laughs> Glad that you took that one. I bowed out because I was too frightened. <laughs> uh, thank you, COVID, ch- is uh, chiming in with what they've been up to. My adult thing. I made a flower garden and have watered and deheaded my plants. Deadheaded. Understood. Deadheaded my plants very attentively to two days and counting. Congratulations. That's wonderful. I remember when I was little and I realised I didn't like gardening um, and my mum would take me to like, we're going to deadhead the plants. It sounds so fun. Um, yeah. But when you don't like gardening, it's, it's just, it was sort of like ripping, he- ripping the heads off flowers. Have you seen The Adams Family? Oh, Please. have I? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Wednesday Adams. Thank you. <laughs> as if the motif for your whole life is not the Adams family um there's a bit where Morticia is like pruning some roses and then she just like snips three perfect roses off the things and throws them in the bin and then and that's what I always think deadheading is a hundred percent I had I think maybe a lot of people had this at university maybe it was just me um but I had a like a crap vase that I'd found in a charity shop and I was like just to make this university room look a little bit more mature obviously Scarface poster hadn't seen it and then um a vase with uh dead roses in it that just stayed there for the full three years of university I'd move and be like but my dead roses and it might because I did that did you oh my god I'm so glad because I thought about it the other day I was like that is weird put them in there when they were dead or they just died (laughs) no I held them until they died and then I I wouldn't put it past you (laughs) no no I know I didn't I I actually just had really nice roses and then they then then they went black and I was like they don't don't decay in quite the way it's not they don't decay in a gross way they decay in a dried way so you're like well this is a this is a piece this is a piece now is this art this goes right. so well with my friends poster and my scarface poster um miles to go miles to go full name says my little thing i bought an incense stick holder to replace my previous method of just burning it in an old raspberry jam jar and hoping the ashes don't set my room alight very um, powerful being an adult is so much about doing the thing and like checking and making sure rather than just hoping for the best that's mm. a very non-adult thing to do so that's really great miles to go miles to go which i presume is your actual name uh, Holly uh, tracked all her spending for the year so far and turns out spends a lot of money on snacks. Correct way to look, spend your money. Look, get your dopamine where you can. Mm. Mm-mm. Uh, somebody started, Meg started doing uh, her physio exercises for her shin splints again. Congratulations. I've got a lot of friends with, not to be like, so I've got a lot of friends with shin splints. <laughs> as, it was, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, what are you talking about? I just, I do know a lot of people. What a with weird shin- flex. So, such a weird thing to say. It really sorry. came out. Sorry. My housemate had them and they were real, I really, but I lived it next next to it. So I don't have them, but I, I know what you're going through. Yeah, having Jesus. a real spiral about the, the shin splints. I am. Um, Sorry for bringing it up. I would say that, uh, yeah, I did actually physio for like six months last year and the movements were literally like, do this a hundred times. You're like, what? Like the, the, the movements are so boring and they feel like they're not doing anything, but they are. So it's really great that you did That's it. I, get, I gave up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just say Mark rather than the full thing. Um, I cleaned my yoga mat. That's good oh maybe i should clean mine um and renewed my parking permit wait so you've got a car that's 
That's your adult. That's your adult. Oh, right. Clang. Bloody hell, Mark. Then spent my day eating crisps on bed, balanced. I'd say the crisp on bed is an adult thing as well because it's, there's, again, nothing more adult than doing, you know, when like you, you are growing old, you know, when you're growing older, um, but you go to uni or you go away from home for the first time and you're like, I could have dessert before my meal. And it's a real, real, it's quite a scary realization of, oh, how far can I actually go? But yeah, yeah. it's that you could buy a birthday cake anytime. Oh, I've not got to that stage yet. Shit. Well, you I could can. if I don't actually like birthday cakes, it hasn't really appealed to me, but the idea is like, if I wanted to, I could. Do you mean you don't like sponge cake? I only like carrot cake because I like the topping. I don't but like, they're so dry. Pop some candles on it. That's a birthday cake. That's no such thing as a birthday cake. It is what you say it is. Oh, right. God, you're so wise, Stevie. Thank Jesus you. Lord. Um, my adult thing is I spent my lunch break queuing to get into home base, haven't we all, to buy a treatment for my insect infested plant babies. And now I've quarantined them. <laughs> quarantine-ception. Well, indeed, a quarantine within a quarantine, so they won't spread. Yes. That's too much, because that well implies done. you've got a plant that has lived long enough to have a baby. Breed. I'm trying oh, to grow God. an onion. That hasn't worked. That's the end of that. Right. An onion? And for, yeah, on, I well, I looked it up, and it was like, uh, put the onion in soil, or just put it in a big glass, and so I've just sort of put it in a big glass. Nothing's happened. Mm. What, what a surprise. Um, so we should... Let's, I'm going to end with this one. Okay. It's nice and powerful. Uh, t- from Katie McNamara, I took all the cups and mugs down from my working from home office to the kitchen because Who Among Us is not living in 2006 uh, hit movie Signs in which the ending is that there are lots of glasses of water everywhere in the house. That was not what I took away from that film. Have you not seen, have you seen Signs? I've seen it many times. The end is that there's a whole through line that the child is keeps drinking glasses of water. Okay. And then at the end... It's so convoluted, but what turns out what turns out to kill the aliens who've landed on fucking planet Earth is water. Anyway, and then a guy with um, an unresolved uh, baseball career. <laughs> I've not seen the film. I've not seen the film. You've not seen Signs? Well, I have, but, uh, none of this is... Me- like, it's like this is a completely different... <laughs> this is, it's like this is new. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the gl- many, many glasses of water in the house is an enormous plot point, and, ev- and my house looks like that. They're everywhere. That's great. I'm so happy for you <laughs> i love it whenever we watch the same film I'm, I, I can never remember it's like if i see like a show or something and it's a friend's show and then afterwards i'm like i love the bit where and i've forgotten all the quotes whereas you remember the most specific things about like I, I, all i remember in science is a bit where the alien comes out in the video and everyone like freaks out and whack and yeah, beat yeah, yeah. tin hat on but that's also in the trailer anyway this is we're going on a massive t- uh, tangent hey, here questions hey, pal, about it. Take, take that breath you do <laughs> You're doing so great. Yes, I forgot to breathe. Yes, Wednesday Adams. Just take a, take a moment there, pal. Wednesday Adams. God, I loved her so much that I then went to see uh, Casper as well. Uh, which is she is, in that? She is Christina Ricci's Last Ritchie. She is, and she's just so cool. Um, okay, so we, we've got a question from Anna. Anna I'm Brownbridge. Sorry. Are you okay? I just can't believe that that's... I can't believe that's the same person. Oh, uh, yes, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while might know, or maybe we haven't said it on here, that Tessa has a problem with faces to the extent where we once did a quiz and uh, I, she couldn't recognise like Tom Cruise or the, whoever the pr- uh, prime minister was at that point. I can't remember who it was. I thought it was, I thought it was um, Colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, that it was, was a lot going on. Tony Blair. I've got, I've got, if we've met in real life and I've had, please, please, please say who you are to me because I have got quite bad facial recognition problems but it means that i can't tell who anyone is in the movie so if they're in and if they pop up in another movie it's a huge surprise to me that they've i basically don't think anyone's ever worked again and, you know? and your worst is jim broadbent oh who is that everyone who and that? no one i think he is fred flintstone and it's not no, him but he was in the flintstones so and then stevie's constantly points at somebody who couldn't possibly be Jim Broadbent. And then she says, that's Jim Broadbent. Tessa, it's Jim Broadbent. No, 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 but no, bloody Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent and no, that could be Jim Broadbent. He's that good. Okay. So first question we've had, what's your favorite memory doing the podcast together? Says Anna Brownbridge. Anna, what a lovely question. Thank you. I immediately have one, which, yeah, which is when we had, the debrief we used to be called the debrief podcast and that folded and we weren't told <laughs> that's the memory thank you anna next, next question. i just love it when things fold um 
No, we weren't really told that, that was going to happen. So it was quite a shock. And we didn't also know what was going to happen with the podcast. And then it was became very clear, like within the hour that the podcast was gone. And uh, we were in a pret. And Tessa would just run the London Marathon having done no training. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm really sad. I think I, I didn't cry, but I was like, I'm really like fucked off and sad. <laughs> like we've spent this like a year doing this podcast and now, and it's just like, Oh, buckle up in the Tessa way. And then, um, was like, we, we'll just, we'll just do another one. It's fine. Right. And then essentially it was like, right, just carry me to the door. <laughs> and I, so I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm really stupid. Sorry, Tessa. <laughs> just carried a woman <laughs> to a door who could, she could not move her leg. So I had to sort of drag her like she was a, like, um, like she was a cardboard cutout of a woman. <laughs> and I only find that funny now when I look back. By the time I was like, yeah, you're so right. And also what pain you're in. <laughs> Yeah, I was in. A, you were in a lot of emotional pain, mm. and I was in so much physical pain that I didn't care about the podcast. Yeah, and I couldn't. I could not stand up. And I don't know if you've ever run much too far, <laughs> but it's 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 honestly like muscle entropy. Like you cannot. It's a genuine. It like take, it really takes you by surprise how incredibly bad it is. Um, and I couldn't I couldn't stand and I couldn't walk because you had to carry me out. Amazing. Um, that's a lovely, lovely memory. Mine is probably. Mine is probably the very first when we first started doing the debrief and the very first time we said we got an e we just set up an email account and we said email us it's just no and we were like no one will, no one will email us and then we got this such a s sweet email that i took i remember, some, remember saving it and reading it to so many people and it was somebody just saying thank you so much i really enjoy listening to this podcast i'm going through quite a tough time and it's my favorite thing and it was the first time ever that anybody had like listen to it and it wasn't just me and steve <laughs> um, and my other. mom who's listening and your mom who's uh, such a f no she's only just understood it <laughs> great she thinks we have a radio four show so don't she doesn't Which know what we're we doing do. no so she's in she's very much a she's a fair weather she's only just got involved Perfect. but um your mum was there from day one um yeah and just seeing that like it was it was of help and, and that sort of was like not to be like oh if we've done some good for one person then the whole thing's Worth oh yeah you immediately don't feel slightly delusional sitting in the studio being like I yeah guess we'll you just felt like yeah okay we'll keep we'll, we'll do, do it. it anyway that's so that's mine. really good one and um, we've got a, an, another question from nessa this is this is an interesting one um so Ooh. um nessa says my manager has asked me to show more leadership at work hey manager um any advice on how to do this that's a really good question and mm. um I've luckily been watching a show at the moment. And what I'm going to, like, disclaimer, which we should have put at the start, we are not experts. <laughs> You'll find out quite quickly that without doing research, oh, there's nothing in here. But I have been watching this show recently. It's got an old show from, like, the 2000s called Friday Night Lights. And it's, um, look, it's about an American football team, but it's not. It's actually about their relationships and the leadership of the coach. And one thing I love about that show, and it's really like sort of, it's made me change how I'm not a leader at all, but it's made me change how I do things when I'm working with other people. And it's about like, when someone says like, be a leader, you immediately think, well, I should be a bitch. Like I should shout a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's actually not what people mean. What they mean is you should listen more and listen more and listen to the people who you're working with, or I guess who are under you, your underlings. <laughs> don't stand off yeah. this culture at all you, you know yeah your little un underling people your little prawns um you should li like li listen to them more and a good way of like going into a new job or trying to be a bit more of a leader is to maybe set up meetings and be like okay so what would you like to see from this department from this situation um is there anything that you think um i, I could be doing better because there's nothing better than someone in authority that you automatically feel deference to being like I'm just like you and I would, I will take some criticism and you can maybe schedule breaks to go into the toilet and have a cry <laughs> um, if you, if you need it. Um, but yeah, that's, that would be my tip. I think that's such a good one, Stevie. That's like sit down with, sit down with whoever you're the leader of um, and say exactly that of like, yeah, being able to say, what do you need from me to do your job as best as possible? And to say to them, there's no, um, there's no wrong answers here. You can think, you know, completely outside the box Do think of anything, um, and give them free will. And I guess leadership is knowing that they, you have their back. I remember one of my very first jobs I worked when I was about 17, I worked in a Italian restaurant to a man who was 
mad and Sorry, every uh, time you say about working you bring up a new job that i've never heard that you've done uh, like it's well <laughs> it's really impressive oh well i've done that i've done a lot of things um but the very first thing i did do was my mum that was a right outside with the bus um i got dropped off on the bus in town so such a pointless piece of information <laughs> but what number bus was it it was the school bus so it was just the bus yeah. thank you for Maybe. asking though <laughs> completely irrelevant questions to me there was this uh thing and so my mum said why don't you just walk in <laughs> a child with no experience be like do you have a job and i did and bafflingly they let me and i worked there for a long time but he was completely crazy and horrible to us all and then one day um something some real shit had hit the fan and it was chaos and somebody and we were in so much trouble with a customer i actually can't remember what had gone on but i do vividly remember him literally standing in front of us as the staff and being to the person who is telling us off and being like this you'll deal with with me do not speak to my staff like that um like i i'm in charge now and i will take and that understanding of like even though it wasn't his fault he hadn't fucked up it wasn't his problem to be like i'm the boss and my job now is to look after you and i was like oh wow that's that's leadership i mean it doesn't justify how you've been completely crazy for the rest of the time but just i think lead, true leadership is like just knowing that 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 your leader has your back yeah um, trust and, a lot of trust. 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 Have another brandy. Trust. You know what? I'll pour another one. Um, we have another question that I'm going to bring up, which is another work-based one, but I think this is really nice. It's how um, uh, Asha says, any advice on how to be more confident at work? Um, first job post-uni. Oh, first Ooh, job post-uni. Baby. having a spiral. If you listen, Asha, to... Um, the, oh, it came out today. Great. It's Tuesday. Uh, we did an episode on how to overcome imposter syndrome. And while that seems like it might not be the same sort of thing, I think it is quite relevant to this. For, so uh, in that episode, Tessa talks about how, like, in one of her first jobs, whenever anyone came over to ask us to do anything, she would, before they'd even said anything, say, I will mess it up. I'll be rubbish. And that's sort of mm -hmm. how I remember the first job I did at uni. It actually was, like, even work experience, where you just feel like, what is what are the rules here what am i supposed to be doing is and, and what are the right ideas, what are the right ideas? <laughs> whatever you would i remember being terrified of needing a wee because i'd be like oh then i've got to go to the toilet what if i can't find my way back <laughs> stupid yeah i they just accept that you will spend the first week extremely hot i remember sexy. going really in, sexy yeah just <laughs> all but you'll never look sexier no you'll be so so hot i remember going into a meeting which i didn't know if i was supposed to be in the meeting and then they like put their head outside the door and were like are you coming and i was like ah. <laughs> which is if someone did to me now i'd be like oh yeah sorry here i come no, irrelevant but at the time it was like the worst thing that had ever happened to me that i hadn't gone into the meeting at the right time oh, god and i was sat in this meeting and i remember i mean oh i've got my knee up right now but i think i remember i was sat in a weird way and i remember being like i can't get out of this position now <laughs> It is crucial that I do not move. And I became so aware of my own need. I was like, I, everyone's looking at my knee. In a room of grown-ups who were just getting on with their job, being like, why is that girl so hot, like so sweaty in the corner? Um, so I think just, just, be, just know that that's coming. Know that that's nothing to do with you. That's just you're in a totally new situation in which you're expected to know all these rules and all these like weird little codes and all this like office politics and where the toilets are and all of this stuff. And everybody else is taking it so for granted. And just accept the first couple of days is going to be bad. And then you're going to crest right into it. And there'll be a time in like, honestly, such a short amount of time, like two weeks, where you'll be able to look back and be like, ha ha, remember that time that I couldn't go in the meeting because my knee was so big you know like you you'll be able to look back so just ride it out for that first little bit and just know that like you are good and you are talented and you don't have to never never downplay your talents and your skills like and all and and believe in yourself yeah also things like um we uh little tricks like uh making like making tea for for, for people and because that gets mm. you talking to people that you wouldn't not ordinarily be talking to and if you mm. are invited to like an after work drinks thing or we're all getting lunch like even if you don't want to i think it's really good to in those in those first few months just go and it is quite frightening but it will just you know, the whole the whole goal is to make you feel comfortable in that office environment and know that mm. everybody in that office, even if they've been working there for like five to ten years, are like the same as you in the sense that they quite a lot of the time maybe don't really know what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, they might know the office stuff, but they've got their own stuff going on as well. And you're not standing out 
by being new. I think, when, mm. what, like you say, Tessa, when you're new, you just feel so exposed all the time and like you're going to do something wrong. And I think people completely forgive mistakes made by someone who is in their of first course. job so much and well done on getting a job after you graduated and keep reminding yourself that you are in a really good position because so it took me like two years to get a job after I graduated I was absolutely devastated like it's so great that you're there so you've, you've done that you've done kind of the hard work you just have to really like fake it until you make it feel confident it's exactly that and just know that like you're gonna feel you're gonna feel shit inside so just tits and teeth yeah you know? sorry that i get get a boob out and then just point point at a tooth <laughs> I, I end up one tooth <laughs> like that's that. good that is good yeah. um another question we have hopefully that helps i'm sorry that we're not spending too long on each question but i want to get through as like as many there's obviously millions coming through so it's really hard as <laughs> it ava um, ask, oh, this is a good one. Oh, advice for being in lockdown with your family and not going insane. Mm. Ava, have you ever thought mm. about going on TikTok and making your parents do a dance with you? What is that about? <laughs> have you seen those? You're asking, hey, yeah, sort of in general, really, right? But like, there's so on TikTok, there's so many. Like, it'll just be like a little dad, and then he like shoots out and starts doing some sort of, and they're all doing a choreographed dance. It was like, oh god, guys, yes, you're a great family, well done. You know, it's quite like. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. in sync. Like it's very, it's very hard, especially given how many TikToks there are. We're like, well, they look, well, they look fun. Yeah, not as not fun in my house. Um, I think just then this is true of like whether it's your family or your partner or your housemates or whoever you're with to be like, is this them inherently being a terrible individual or is this quarantine? Is this quarantine? Mm. You know, I read, I really love this thread called um, this relationship people ask questions on reddit relationship advice basically and somebody was writing in about how their boyfriend has gone completely insane and keeps calling pepper freshly cracked black pepper and uh puts it on absolutely everything and then everybody was like maybe ask him if he's all right <laughs> like rather than just being like fuck him he's got obsessive he's got obsessed with calling it freshly cracked black pepper and they were putting it on brownies on cheesecake oh. like covering it in stuff and then and then she updated it the next day being like thank you for the advice and to say are you okay and he said that he just had got so overwhelmed with quarantine that he wanted to come out of it with a, a new special skill and so the pepper was his was his thing and so i think people are going a bit gently mad and it's very easy to be like oh my god they're the worst person in the world or i cannot believe i'm stuck with these people but just be like hey they're going through this as well quarantine is making up about 80 percent of their personality at the moment like cut them a break as best that you can and with your family just like it's so hard because maybe you've become a grown-up and you've left home or you've gone away to university or you and you've had to come home in the middle of your university year where you're like this was my this was it this was my i was leaving and now i'm stuck back here and that dynamic of like am i the adult am i the child where's the power balance here is so so hard to get right um and so i think it's just about oh i don't know communicating as best as possible and like giving each other space and feeling like you know take take on as much of the sort of household stuff as you yeah can. it feels like there it's is a like really a balance isn't there because when you you could be at university but also you could be much older whenever i go home i immediately have to fight to not revert to be 18 again which is when I left and yeah. you just feel mm -hmm. like I'm better at it because now I go home um I've been obviously been home quite a few times since I was 18 now but each time I'm better at being like no don't complain about that like it's just silly and or I'll just yeah. be it's not actually complaining I just suddenly become incredibly lazy and I'm like getting up at like two in the two in the afternoon being like right it's breakfast time like it's like oh no like hell yeah um so I think yeah you're, you're right it's very hard to fight against that but there are rather than like becoming you know some sort of Mary Poppins type character you could maybe like pick mm -hmm. three things that you're like what I'll do is I'll clean the sink every few days and I'll also just like make sure the outside of the cupboards when everyone's like mm, opening them and they get a bit like dirty because people got food in that maybe I'll clean that off like like Little wow. things like that. Look, I'm just listing things that I try and do in my flat because, yeah. And, and, yeah, and try and do them from a place of love as best you can and not from a place of um, redemptive fury that's like, bang, I'm doing yes. it. Like, I remember my dad shouted when I first moved home after university and we had a terrible time of it because I was like, I'm a grown up, but also I've got no skills. Is this when you were applying to be head of BAFTA? Right. Correct. Same, same time. So that was the sort of melting pot of um, where I was at. Um, 
and I remember my dad shouting at me about not doing something around the house. So I, w- I woke up at 5am, <laughs> like banged around the house, like doing it all very aggressively and very, um, and so I did all the jobs, but you're like, well, what's that achieved? Now everyone's cross. Yeah. More and, cross, uh, you know, like there's, I'm just realized that, sorry, there's just realized there's no winners, you know, there's, you're never going to come out of it. Like we said once about don't try and solve racism at the Christmas dinner table. Like it's not going to get solved. Like you don't have these huge family debates about things like just, you've got to take an emotional backseat and be like, we're just doing our best here. Yeah. Together. And also um, making sure that you don't lose your own identity. Like all of these other people, uh, you're, you're all, you're, you love them. They're your family, but they are all coping in their different ways. And you need to make mm-hmm. sure that you don't forego your own uh, coping mechanisms because you are living in a functioning or non-functioning household. So it's like a um, really helpful thing that a lot of people have said when I've just sort of, it's not a cheeky goog, is that like to keep fixed like wake up at the same time try and have your meals at the same time and try and go to bed roughly the same time so that you feel like you you want like whenever I don't do that regardless of whether I'm at home or not but it tends to be at home that I I suddenly I went home the week before the lockdown and my mum was out working all day and I was like I'm gonna come home just do some work and do some writing in the day I was like going to sleep at like six in the morning having bought 17 pairs of brogues from China and then like getting up at 4 p.m because no one was there like how was this and so quickly so to like make sure that you don't lose yourself in the functioning of the house you go a bit you go a bit richie rich i haven't seen you? the film no no sorry no home okay. alone wow so you first was richie. <laughs> yes you do go a bit home alone yeah it was the same it was, was the same say, boy. Well, he was not a man but absolutely was a boy it, it was a, it's the same young Ooh. lad macaulay and and you do go a bit home alone when he's first there he's just you're just like yeah we're like i don't pay these bills i'll just turn on the tap you know like <laughs> the into what you do when you go home just turn all the taps <laughs> i was just imagining things but i was like yeah it's it's hard it's it's hard and i think it's just about just try yeah and and, and you know keep in touch with friends and like if it helps not have a bitch but like if you know if you've got people that you can talk to about the very specific problems don't like keep it all all pent up because everyone on tiktok Mm. is doing choreographed dance moves with their father you know like it doesn't mean you don't love them it just means you know you're not supposed to be no one is supposed to be in this close quarters at this point so any like there's always going to be arguments or you know ruffled feathers um hopefully that helps mm. next question a little bit of a, a tone shift tessa what's what episode is your favorite slash are you most proud of that's by claire Lowe. it's not by it's like it's like blue peter and that was made that question was made by claire Lowe. i'm gonna choose three oh my four. god that was so quick cognitively one is the Marie Kondo episode about getting I rid of things. I love that one. For a moment in it in which Stevie realises what I'm trying to say in real time. So we're talking about getting rid of something and how if you hold on to something and you're constantly like, ah, where does this live? It's because you don't really want it in your house. And so she chose a thing that she... Uh, she chose something that she loved and we found a place for it and it was very easy. And then she chose this thing that really she didn't actually want in the house. A giant uh, stone Buddha head that my ex had bought me. And we'd realised in real time on the podcast that the this like, ah, where should I put this, was to do with being given this joke, massive Buddha head, that then when she'd been received it, everyone had said like, well, I guess you don't think it's that funny because you're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> she like, gave it to me she was at then, a surprise party, him and all of his friends, and they were like, here's a Buddha head. And I went like, oh, that's nice. And they went, oh, right, we didn't react. Oh, right. And I was like devastated that I hadn't reacted. So then, like an albatross around her neck. Hmm, I'm going to commit to that. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Like an albatross around her neck. She was then forced to carry it with her forever, being like, I am fun, actually. And then we were like, let it go. Let it go. Um, That one, the time, the being on time, I think is a really one, because I think that was for both of us really like, oh, wow, okay, I get get, this is much deeper than we thought. Um, And then the last two very quickly, one is the wine episode, which we get lots of messages about because it was a real um, passion project of mine that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I was so, I think Phoebe is so fantastic on it. And it's, I think it's really, I think it's really fun. And then the guided run episode that we just did again. Um, I'm very proud of that. So the, 
that have you got sorry i chose no four. i've got, got one um i'll cho- i'll choose one which is um <clears throat> similar to the buddha head in real time where um uh we did how to be more assertive and i hope it was as for nobody panic and it wasn't for the debrief mm-hmm. i think it was for nobody panic um and in the assertiveness episode i think we both went into it being like well this is going to be about being like no <laughs> a lot and it turned out that it was uh, tessa in real time realized that her that she had a characteristic, a, a personality trait, where in a group setting, if, say, like, everyone's had a drink and then we're all like, oh, where should we go for, to eat? Tess is always like, oh, I don't mind, anywhere. And in her head, she was like, I'm, I'm just being, like, easygoing. But actually, she was being not assertive because she didn't want to say, I think worker mamas, in case everyone was like, <laughs> no, we don't want to go there. And then, and then the judgment of the choice was laid on her shoulders, like if we circle back to the albatross. Um, Mm-hmm. And it was really nice watching. It was, it was nice watching you realise that. Oh, I maybe have an assertiveness problem, which, to be honest, I wouldn't have thought you had a problem with either. And then, but it was like yeah. that. It's so multi-layered as well. And also, there's one coming up which we haven't aired yet because we did it before lockdown, and we thought, let's do let's do these kind of. Um, remote ones first which is how to admit you're wrong and when I said to Tessa oh we should do an episode on how to admit you're wrong she went no and I was like what's that face for what do you mean she's like well because I've never been and then she realized how absolutely insane that was and then the episode was really nice because it was like like talking about how how sometimes you how I'm wrong not at all but how like we can all be wrong and not realize that we are so that's mm. that's they're, they're mine um lovely question Lovely question. Should we do that one from Bron- yes. Bronnie? Um, it says, I've been fantasizing so much about training to be a yoga teacher. I believe so much in it, but I struggle with having the self-belief. What should be I do? Be a yoga teacher! Oh, Bronnie! Uh, imagine if we were you like, know no, what? mate. Like, we don't think it we sounds like can't. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I think... Oh, well, Lord. a friend of mine just became a yoga teacher and he is um, quite a successful West End musical theatre actor. Sure. Um, and uh, not even quite a successful, like a fully successful one. Um, but he took some time out and just became a yoga teacher. And he has, it's a he, of course, so he has the confidence of a man. Um, not all men have confidence, but a lot of men do have, have confidence, just don't want to stereotype. Um, but he was very much like, yeah, I'll do it. And I think everything that I've ever done um, that I've wanted to do that I've been like, oh, I, I wish I could, but I can't. Whenever I've like the pain and the, the and not the pain, but the kind of frustration of not doing it has been so much, so much worse than the fear you feel when you start. You know what I mean? So it's so much, it's totally worth doing anything that you ever go, oh, I'd quite like to do that because you will just, you will always benefit because it, you, you, you're you never going to be a yoga teacher if you don't even try. And there's no way you won't. Yeah. Once you get that ball rolling, Bronnie, there's no way you won't be a yoga teacher. You'll just be one. <laughs> you will learn and then you'll be one. Yeah. And I think we we're so good at teaching, at tricking ourselves into being like, oh, I want to be a yoga teacher. And then we think like all our, all these, all these people we imagine in our head are going to be like, oh, I think she can be a yoga teacher, does she? Like, oh, hark, madam. Or um, she's no good at yoga or, or whatever. It's like, who's, who's saying that? Like, th- you've made those people up. Like, they're, they're imaginary. And, and I think we're so, it's very, very easy to trot out this like, um, no regrets or like, you know, nobody regrets the things they did on the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instagram you know, quotes with like, a mountain and a girl in it. Yeah. And, but they, they are really, they come, they're cliche because they're true, which is like, you've only got one life, you know, don't live, don't live a less version of it because you're scared of what other people will think of you. Like if this is your dream, like go, like go. If it's a time management problem and you're thinking like, well, I've got my job and how do I get like yoga in, you know, and there's, it, what's always good is to start. Don't, don't go like, okay, so I guess in uh, four months I'll be a yoga teacher, like start small. So be like, okay, what's the next step? And like have a little roadmap that you plan out in a notebook or in a beautiful notebook or a piece or a shitty piece of paper and you just plan a little road map out, but don't ever look at anything other than the next step. So you're like, all I have to do, it doesn't matter if I um, pull out or I don't want to do anymore. At any point you can choose whether you want to continue down, down the path or not, but just focus on that one step. Yes. We've got, and, yeah. and now we're, we're in, we're in your, Oh, go on. It's, it's about the film, the love guru. Wow. Okay. <laughs> But he, he starts a, a radio show and this fireman calls up and says, I'm getting married today, but I don't actually love this girl. I'm, I'm in love with the, 
the hose man on my fire truck. And then he says, the love guru says, if your heart beats for the hose man, then you must go to the hose man. And I think about it all the time. And I sometimes I even say it out loud, which is a mistake because nobody knows the film. But my point is like, if your heart beats for a yoga teacher, to be a yoga teacher, like go be the yoga teacher, like do those things. And exactly like Stevie's saying, like, starting a class tomorrow with a hundred people where you were the teacher certainly overwhelming doing just five minutes of your online yoga training tomorrow mm-hmm. achievable you know like tiny little baby steps until you're like oh look how far i look how also far I may i say absolutely um, bang on relevant quote tessa that was great always always actually relevant when you push her um, <laughs> um so stephanie trask and um, how do you maintain focus on your work while working from home uh the answer is, um if you're used to the office environment and not just eat all all of the biscuits clear your workspace oh okay tessa's right in okay uh, come on she comes in strong and hard clear your workspace have a proper chair don't do it in the bed what are you doing um, oh no she's too much she says <laughs> it's too much <laughs> so, clear your workspace which is something my dad's been shouting at me since i was five years old and i would sit down and do a painting in the middle of other stuff clear your workspace which is something you will either do or you will spend the next 10 years ignoring and then be like why is everything covered and in then you'll do a podcast so, and you'll tell someone called stephanie to clear their workspace <laughs> and that's what happens and you'll finally you'll finally understand what your dad was saying which is clear your cl- just this is the space that is for work um and i'm not uh, listening to my own advice because mine is over there and it's covered in nonsense but clear the space just you and whatever your work implement tools are the computer the notepad the stuff it's like this is the business here and then it's in a separate space to everything else ideally it's in a separate room but we can't all have a a beautiful mahogany study um and get yourself some kind of get yourself a, a timer of some kind to be like and now i will be doing this much work for this many minutes there's various sort of techniques like the pomodoro or shit like that that's like 20 minutes on 10 minutes off i think that's it um, a treat which has gone down quite badly treats. in the past when i've been obsessed with treats and work and tessa's been like no, that's not the yes. point can't work for treats i'm like i am a dog it's not yes i think no to the treats and well stephanie still stay here and not eat all so the biscuits sorry. so i think the treats is tricky and as somebody whose dress doesn't do up and was uh averaging about four bags of tang fastic a day no but treats don't have to be yeah. necessarily food-based treats also that the treats doesn't mm. have to be and now eat all of your biscuits it could be like oh cool like lunchtime you know like so you just you see break it into little um sections so so you're not thinking about yes. oh god i've got eight hours of work today you're thinking like okay i've just got like two hours of work and then lunch. Well, that's the thing. yeah it's like it's like make yourself a lovely cat then you can spend several hours just color coloring in you know love that's the coloring in section um where you just be like i start work at this time then i do these blocks this is it all laid out for you clearly um and then be like i finish work at this time and then i go home and you can do a commute if you like in which you leave the house you walk once around the block you come home you say how was your day yes i'm saying options options i'm not shutting you down and i'm so sorry if it looked like that no problems high five yeah so we find you know try try that try the just like work walk away from it otherwise you aren't you're just bleeding your work life into your home life and having two bad versions of both. Also, I think as well, fully accept that this is, if you're very used to the office environment, this is hard. You're not like stupid or bad or a bad worker for not being able to cope that well with working from home because you're not supposed to if you could then you would have chosen a working from home environment and you didn't. Yeah. So also I think speaking to lots of making sure that you're not solely talking to friends who have always worked from home and are like isn't it great like don't speak to them you speak to them a bit but bitch about it with like friends who are also like going crazy and 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 share tips and like try and create a little network of people so it feels like you're because in an office often you know there's a lot of fun office banter but also there are downtimes where you're just like all silently working or on slack so use that into like what is slack if not a work whatsapp just go on whatsapp (laughs) all day (laughs) yeah and like you don't think that you're not you mean you're literally not working from home you're attempting to do your job from your house in the middle of a global pandemic Mm. so like cut yourself some serious slack and wear a bra wear a bra and clear your workspace yeah very wrong also i'm not saying that in some sort of like patriarchal thing i've just been like when i when i'm not wearing a bra it's like now it's downtime and it's like i'm bras on boobs are working like when the boobs are working for me i'm working for my boobs (laughs) (laughs) you know 
for me, it's the it's trainers. Are they laced up? Shoes on, brains on. Boobs on. It's go time. <laughs> for me, boobs wherever. Boobs wherever they're going. Yeah, understood. And I like that about you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Real nice, quick question, Abigail. Hello. Do either of you play a musical instrument? Could this be an episode? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'll be very honest with you. Absolutely not. My dad is a musician and I've failed him. Tessa, you. <laughs> Tell them who he's drummed for. Oh, I don't know. Okay, oh, don't no, okay well, fun one. He did, dr- I just feel, I just feel bad. Like he's watching and he'll be like, oh, great. Well, I think, Roy, I think it's the coolest it's thing in the world. When I was not, okay, the, the one about... I know, I know. So when I was, <laughs> when I was like, for my ninth birthday, uh, I went around my, my ninth birthday, he was uh, the drummer for PJ and Duncan, a.k.a. Anton Deck. And as a nine-year-old, holy shit, that was the best thing in the whole world. Went to see them loads. And then also, um, Anton Deck left me a birthday voicemail where they sang Happy Birthday to me. And I met them once, and I was so... I really fancied Ant. As a nine-year-old, I couldn't help it. Um, anyway, I don't know which is which, but I. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he tried to te- teach me drums, and my sister, uh, my sister learned drums and was great, and has a little dr- drum machine in her house. And I just like had no patience for it at all, and I yeah, really sad. So maybe we could do um, an episode about how how to cope when you've let your parents down. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both feel it. Um, thank you for this great question. My musical ability extends to uh, grade one piano pass. That's good. <laughs> Not even a no. no it's, okay. Okay. it's pretty It's pretty tough to do worse than I did. <laughs> um, and I never progressed any further. I had this poor piano teacher called Elmer who lived six houses down from me. And I would go to her house on a Wednesday after school. And I'm pretty sure I was the hardest part of her day. <laughs> Like, cause I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And then I really, really can't sing. When I was six, I was in the Christmas choir in the village. I love your voice. Thank you so Thanks much, Dee voice. She's tried so hard. <laughs> she does try hard. So I went off, I went to the Christmas choir to rehearse and Max, the organist, who must've been about 80, uh, Max pulled me aside, I was six, and said, maybe it would be best if you uh, stood at the back and mouthed. Oh, and, uh, no, no, no. Just a little insight into the level of confidence this six-year-old is packing. I came home and confidently relayed that story because I was like, he's saying that I'm so good <laughs> that it, it, it would be best if I didn't show up the other kids by just... <laughs> That's a perfect insight into you as a person. And even when I got to secondary school and we had to sing in assembly and everyone was always laughing at me. And I truly did not know why they were laughing because I was like, I'm fantastic. My party piece was doing, there's one more angel in heaven from Joseph and Stenica. Oh yes. And singing the the, like eight part harmony. (laughs) (laughs) And I truly thought I sounded like this. I thought I should be on the stage. Anyway, no is the answer. Have I, however, been considering buying a fiddle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I desperately, 
desperately want to be able to play music. I want to be able to fiddle like I'm on the uh, downstairs on the Titanic. Oh, that was um, not where I thought that was going, but fine. That's why I want to be in a, like a proper like gypsy like fiddling foot stomping band. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like when, when they go below deck and everyone's like, and yeah. But I also yeah, when a you want to go to a real party. Yeah, but Tessa, way. I think what what you're doing is you're 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 not looking at what you can do. You're looking at what you can't do because you'd be absolutely perfectly placed to be the dancing woman. I can't really dance. No, yeah, no you can't I... do dancing to time, but you can <laughs> very much like, there, like, woo, with your big skirts and the... And the yeah, I'd just be in charge of throwing the skirt around. I think it might be a latent um, girl crush on Vanessa May. I don't know who Vanessa May is. The violinist. Oh, well, uh, good luck to both of you. <laughs> Okay. Um, yes, we'd love to do a musical instrument. We, we'd need to get some proper people. We can't need do to... an episode on it because it would be me and Tessa being like, "Don't know." But <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, "But can you?" You can't answer, so fine. Um, I hope you can. I'm sorry that we can't. Um, Emmy's twenty-eight. How did you decide to start each podcast episode with your adult things? Oh, I remember this a question. Emily. I remember this because it was when we were first doing coming up with the idea for the podcast and i was like we were at the debrief and i was a i was like a proper like i was a journalist then so that's how i thought i remember being mm. like well, you, you were like we need something fun to get us in so we're not just being like hello this is how you do this like and and i i I'd, I'd, i think you came up with the idea of an ad of an adult thing and i think i wanted to do it at the start and i think that was it's like a perfect <laughs> And that's teamwork, that's baby. That's teamwork. Tessa comes up with the idea and I go, should we do it at the start? And then we go, no. <laughs> that's the podcast. I think it's because, you know, it's because um, we were going to, we, when we were talking about like what we wanted the podcast to be, and we were like, it's quite a while ago, we were like 27 or 26, and we were like, oh, to sort of be more adult, but we don't want to call it be more adult because there were loads of things at the time that were like, how to be an adult, adulting for adults. And so, but it was a way of doing it without having to call our podcast like, this is how to, it's how to be an adult because it's sort of what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, is yeah. I don't know. Is the it's answer. also a very nice way to get Tessa's anecdotes in because I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the how to be an adult thing is me going. <laughs> the out of I've got a, I've got a, I don't know. I've, I, t- I took the bin out, and then uh, Tessa's is always an incredibly funny anecdote. So I think it was a way of harnessing her power. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, they're so nice though, and they really, they really, people really want to tell us about them which i really when we do you know live things i really i really love it and i also i think it's such a nice like the older you get the more you're like oh shit that was yeah <laughs> oh yeah like sorry the first time you do like a tax return yeah. or like the first time that you or you did a tax return and you didn't cry or you um you bought two of something and you put one in the freezer you know like just like little tiny things where you're like mm. wow actually wow i met, came home the other day and had all the ingredients for pims already in the house including some strawberries I'd put in the freezer ahead of schedule and I'd chop the green bits off because I know that they go rank. And I was like, I was actually doing it being like, who's this? Who is this? Anyway, I think it's, so it feels, I don't know. I don't think you ever stop feeling them, but great question. Yeah. And also it helps us as well try and be more adult like you say like in your daily life you're like oh this could be an adult thing so i'll do it <laughs> rather than i'll leave it and be yeah. like old stevie or which is young stevie who doesn't do anything adult at all um uh can we take this one from Kelsey? Yeah, no, oh sorry no, go but no, i was gonna yeah. say what's your first and or favorite memory of each other i don't have i can't remember the first time i met you so stevie doesn't remember the first time you met we were in a play together oh, I remember that. and stevie, stevie was in well that was the first <laughs> going into that play that i already knew he oh no i know where the first time i met you i watched you do singing she played um if you ever seen singing in the rain at uni they did a, a production of singing in the rain and i've forgotten the name of the woman that tessa played but it's the one who's like i can't stand him like the woman who talks like that who's the f- really funny one and tessa did it and it, uh, she was so good i was like who uh. is this but she's in a different college we were in like a uni with colleges so I never really saw her again until we had to do a play in like this is also uni plays in like four days. So I didn't actually get to chat to you during that. We just did. I would arrive no, to do the play I... and then I'd leave and I'd be like, ah, oh, and I didn't know my lines also, and I hated it. Oh God. So if you think this is a sort of Wednesday Adams vibe for Stevie now <laughs> at the at university, it was, was holy. I only had, it was like head to toe black. It was a, cho- a, a choker. She had completely black hair. There's like 
all this eyeliner. I only wore heels. And she was very... I only wore heels. She was very, very cool. Like, extremely cool. <laughs> I look nice. And Yeah, that's, so therefore people assumed you were cool because you looked so insane. Uh, anyway, so we were casting this play together. We'd never met. And it was it was written... It wasn't... It was like one of those like drama festival plays. So it was like written by somebody there. And um, I walked in. I remember being like, oh shit, this is like cool Stevie in second year. And, and then... Ahead of uh, above us, they were rehearsing for the Pillow Man, and then you, all your friends, were in it. And I was like, "Oh, I saw that in not here, but like I, I saw that on the real. I saw that when it first came out. I saw it at school." And you were like, "I remember you were like reading something. And you were like, okay. 'I've never done that. <laughs> that I've never done yes. that. Yes, I'm yes. so nice. And then, <laughs> and then and then i said like how are they going to do the bit where there's a boy in a coffin and you were like oh no you were in the pillow man i remember now so i was like how are they going to do the bit with the coffin and you were like i just <laughs> no i think i just i think they were no. and then you were you were really mean. no there's yeah, no way that's, that's what there happened no way yeah. that i was mean to you because i was so nervous and shy and i was not horrible <laughs> sorry okay well thanks for your question. you weren't you weren't horrible you were just really really cool and aloof and also the play was about steve was playing my mother-in-law and i was supposed to be terrified of her and i was i was but also <laughs> as well i should say that in the pillow man upstairs um there was a guy in it who had literally dumped me that week so i was completely devastated so if i was ever mean oh. to you it would it, it would have been like i just wasn't saying enough words because i was you weren't mean you were just cool and what i see now was heartbreak oh my god thank you <laughs> it was just you're just putting up an ice edge to protect your own self and you were just going through something it came off but horrible. for me it was you being like yeah i just i just i just don't feel like i've ever gone yeah to anyone <laughs> but I, as you did it then it was, I was like it's oh, straight sorry. back okay well okay back. right let's move on to the because i'm dripping um, in sweat now it's like, sorry sorry amazing and has like mm, see if he's a bitch um no i did say that you were so cool no, Stevie, and everybody wanted to be friends with you well, no, you didn't no you i know i was um just put that straight down your neck just have that branding so let's do okay this is tom oh, lovely. i recently turned 30 and i do not feel it at all perhaps related i don't feel professional at work any advice on how to feel closer to my age professional uh he doesn't work in an office okay Okay, that this is good actually. Be closer to your age. Turning thirty, mm. nothing. Mm. Turning thirty about, I'd say, a hundred years ago was like, oh, you're nearly <laughs> dead. Oh, okay, <laughs> but yes, um, now a hundred years ago, you'd barely have survived the yes, plague. Yes, actually, probably yes. And um, and thirty now is I, 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 you could not pay me to go back to my twenties. I would never go. Cannot stand that. You have you have to look at what you actually have gained and you have so much more knowledge and wisdom and just like you know who you are so much more now that doesn't just happen when you like turn 30 obviously but don't worry about not acting your age because 30 we are um i don't know i've always been like well 30 and i've compared it to what my parents were like at 30 and then this mm -hmm. guy was there um but 30 just me like we, we've millennials have just written ripped up the rule book and we're not um there's no sort of so there isn't a thing like it just is what you are so just it's, do it. yeah it's 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 not a thing imagine it's 40 like try that <laughs> you know it's like Look, imagine you're 80 and you're away no like it's it is, we are victims of being given a really, really clear um, instructions about what adulthood was supposed to be like. And then we all arrived into it and it was literally impossible. So all the things they told us we were supposed to be able to do, like um, buy a house, um, you know, have kids, you know, get a dog and a garden and a front porch and all of this stuff. Like it's, they're physically impossible for our generation. And, and like Stevie's saying, like so many of our parents by the age we all are now had had does. Like I... You know, we're and when you were a kid, you were like, "Oh, thirty! God, I'll have like eight kids and a and a novel." Like, and that's the oldest I can possibly imagine. It, and also, <laughs> I'm sorry, I bought I'll have bought one novel. And also, of course, like Bridget Jones's diary. Like, oh, um, she's like our age, isn't she? Oh my god! Yeah, and it's this whole like, oh my god, women. If people, are, I mean, I know this is from a. Well, I don't actually know if it's from a boy or a girl, but it's so like, oh, thirty. You, you know, and I really, really think that our generation are just re having to be at the forefront of redefining that and being like that age is now irrelevant as it always sort of was. And we literally cannot do the things that we used to do. My granddad told me a story about them buying their first house. They got married when they were 20, my grandparents. And when they were 22, my granddad was doing some work on a farm for somebody. And the farmer said, Oh, that old mill is for sale. That old water mill. They live in a 
valley in North Wales. And who among us has not seen a 16th century uh, old mill in the North Wales Valley? And um, that my granddad said, oh, how much is it? And he said, oh, I'm going to sell it for £6,000. And my granddad said, I'll offer you four. And he had £3,000 in his pocket. Right, that's, yeah, <laughs> different time. What a, a different time. And then he just gave him the mm. cash and said, um, I'll come round, I'll come round again and give you the rest <laughs> or something. And that's my grandparents' house. And like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced what it's like trying to buy a house these days, but like, it could not be, those, those experiences could not be more separate. And so um, obviously that's a pretty insane example because... Well, I don't know if it is. I think it, things just were easier. And so we were fed sto- stories both from the movies and from our actual parents and grandparents that were like, this is how we did it. Our first house cost cost £20,000. And that's where we had you and your you're brothers. Like, right. You know? But also, the more like, practically, uh-huh. like, in terms of how to feel your age, I, ha- I will say that I have found... What, since I turned since I turned 30 brilliant since I turned 30 mm. I'm more like oh no like I will um for example I bought a, a black t-shirt the other day plain black 35 pounds from a sustainable brand because I was like one black t-shirt that for 35 pounds is better than buying 17 million that they keep shrinking in the wash and I keep buying them from Primark so that's also a way I'm not saying like to spend loads of money on t-shirts I mean know what you like and and you can you are able to now at 30 be more discerning about how you want to live and i think that's kind of how you can feel mature you know like like each like if you want to feel closer to your age like in terms of the adult things that we talk about no one ever feels their age ever you just never ever ever feel the age that you are but you can make yourself feel a bit like ah one of the benefits of being 30 is being like I will have, I, I know what type of, now I know what type of wine I want to drink. And I'd be like, do you have a Merlot? Um, thank you, sir. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know who you are a bit more. You've, you've, you've got the confidence to be like, yeah, this is what I what? like. And I don't really what care who knows it. It's just, there's Stevie just having a brandy. No, no one will tell her different, you know? And, um, it's so, uh, it, in Dolly Alderton's book, um, Everything I Know About Love, she did uh, did a bit at the end about turning 30 and said it was like leaving a a cheap hostel and checking into a nice hotel. Mm. And I think that's a really good way of looking at it that makes you feel more positive about 30 and be like, yeah, I'm a... Uh, it's all right, actually. And I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of school friends the other day, um, two of whom were showing us a baby and one of whom was pregnant. <laughs> was breastfeeding and um if you don't have babies or you aren't engaged or you aren't you know and so many people are getting married and doing all these sort of things and if that isn't what's happening for you it's very easy to be like ah! but everybody's doing their own book at their own pace and they're just on a different chapter and you just gotta not freak out and don't worry about it and i know this is really preachy because i'm i'm one who's always like well we're, we're running out of time um but it's like, what a waste of energy to be, you know, just do... You it's know, literally the hey, amount of time you've you. gone around the sun. That's all it is. Like, it literally doesn't mean yeah. anything. It's just a number that then we've attached meaning to. So don't even worry exactly, about it. Exactly. We put all this nonsense, this nonsense... This is definitely you know, two women who, are, who have turned 30 recently, isn't it? <laughs> who are just constantly saying, oh, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. We say while screaming and clawing at the walls and having a brandy. Um no, it's, 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 it's nothing. It's nonsense. It's, it's a construct. We've made it up. You know, you don't have to, don't, don't give into it. And also, like I say, like a hundred years ago, we'd all be dead. Like 30, you know, people got married so much earlier. People did things at different ages. And <laughs> my absolute favorite tweet of all time is this tweet that says like, if I was people who are 26 now, like blah, 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 being 26, being 26 in like the 1900s, being 26 in, <laughs> in like 80 BC. And it says like, <laughs> So my favorite thing, being 26 in 80 BC, I have lived a good life. Once I ate an apple and thrice a pear. (laughs) Makes me laugh so much because you're like, yeah, honestly, you would have gone to your deathbed at age 26 being like, I've lived a good life, thrice a pear, you know? And so (laughs) it's all just meaningless, you know, just, just have a nice time and and chill there, chill the hell out. And that's a good way to sort of end things. Have a nice time and chill out everybody. Chill out everyone. I'm so sorry we didn't get to everybody's questions. Sorry about that. Um, it's so nice that you hung out with us. We didn't know if anyone would want to come. Yeah, or um, So we're thrilled you. Everyone. Or ask questions. It's so tricky. You did great questions. Excellent questions. 
And that's such a like, um, at the end of a lecture, when somebody says any questions, make sure you just ask a question. That's yeah. actually a very good piece of advice. It's, in, it's, great, it's great life advice. So I'm so thankful that everybody asked a question. Thank you so, so and, much. And um, if you are like, oh, don't mind watching. Um, we have uh, an only connect. Well, it's not even we. It's very much Tessa's thing. Um, oh, it's, it's, a dual, it's a dual operation. Where would I be without Well, Richard? so it's the only connect that was the nobody panic version of only connect which is a quiz and i've not seen only connect so i dress up as richard osman and do like facts because i've only seen pointless but then last time tessa forgot to ask me uh, to say the fact and so i fact. just dressed up as richard osman just sat there for like an hour <laughs> Actually, I, I did also, you had it normally i normally i road test all the questions on stevie so she can do facts about the questions but this time she's like I, i'm not going to listen to your first round and so then all the questions were, were coming up in real time for stevie and you just kept shouting i don't know i didn't know <laughs> like, i know you don't know i didn't get it and you didn't I know loved it. And, and you, you don't have know. to know uh the only connect sort of format you can just have a nice time your brain will be you just want to come and play a quiz my brain does not work with it so i just love watching other people have a go and um, but we um so that's on the 28th of may and we put the zoom link which is the thursday thursday we put the zoom link we've done them on the tuesday on the past so don't get oh my know, god don't get thrown <laughs> one's getting thrown um 805 after the clap sorry sorry no Richard. that's so fine 805 after the nhs clap um if you fancy it and then we have the zoom with the zoom link goes on our twitter at nobody panic pod on the day at 4 30 and then you know together but yeah thank you so much for listening and if you're listening at home i hope that was intelligible <laughs> and it wasn't absolutely insane but um i thought uh, your questions were excellent and we did we gave some all right advice considering um i think we did have, i think we did a-okay i'm gonna celebrate with a brandy um and please, i this jar of cucumbers jar of cucumber and um, please do follow us at nobody panic pod um oh we also got nominated for a british podcast award today yes. oh woo for the last yes. episode that we did in manchester this one was about um what to do when you run into your ex and a couple who had broken up and were attempting not to rekindle their passion but to make be friends were like yes we can go on just a friend activity and they had shown up to it and it was and we were like the title is <laughs> what to do when you run into and they're it? like <laughs> Then they're now married yeah. um but yes have a lovely rest of your week we will be back with a i guess normal episode of the podcast next week and um today stay safe have a nice time enjoy brandy and orange but this is one of the best drinks i've ever tried thank you so so much and we will see you again bye-bye 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 Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs> 